This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! It's time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello and welcome to episode number 71 of Brewers on Tap. I'm Lane Grindle with you live from Maryvale as the Brewers in the midst of their Cactus League season. The first week of the Cactus League season is starting to wind down and we're going to have a big show for you today. We're going to talk to Willie Peralta, Lewis Brinson and Larry Heisel. Brewers alum as well will join us here on the podcast. As we told you, the Cactus League season's underway. The crew's off to a 1-3 and three start after dropping their first two games to the Angels and Dodgers. The crew blanked the Rangers in surprise on Monday by a score of 5 to nothing, and then fell to the Royals on Tuesday by a score of 6-3. to three. It's been an interesting spring so far with Lewis Brenson and Ryan Cordell showing up very well offensively and giving fans a taste of the future, while Scooter Jeanette has been moving around the diamond, playing in left field, and third base early on in Cactus League play. The Brewers have nine total players participating in the World Baseball Classic, which will begin next week. Three players will be playing for Puerto Rico in Jorge Lopez, Iran Burgos, and Andrew Barbosa. One for Chinese Taipei and Wei Chung Wong. One player for Israel and Cody Decker. One for Mexico with Carlos Torres. One for Venezuela with Hernan Perez. And two from the Dominican Republic in Jonathan Villar and Willie Peralta. Peralta is still learning exactly what his role will be in the WBC, but most likely he'll be pitching for the DR in the opening round. I caught up with him in our clubhouse conversation. Now for the clubhouse conversation. You gain a lot of confidence when you come up and you have success quite quickly. Um, so it, it's, it gives you the mindset of I belong here and I can do it as long as I'm doing the things that I should be doing before and after starts. The last couple of days I've been coming out of the bench in the eighth inning and, and you know, get, get just one at bat and just don't, don't try to do too much, just put a good at bat. Um, whenever I hunch over, the, the top of my helmet will look into the first base dugout and it's hard to hit like that. And um, that's pretty much the only thing he's really, he's really noticed that I need to work on is stand tall in my upper body. Willie Peralta is our guest here on Brewers on Tap. Willie, uh, let's start with the, the World Baseball Classic. This has to be an exciting opportunity for you. How, how pumped were you when you found out about it? Very excited. Uh, it's a great opportunity to represent your country. And uh, being able to, to watch uh, the past two or three the World Baseball Classic and uh, in my mind, I say I just want to be part of the team and, and try to represent my country and see all my, my family and friends in the Dominican Republic can watch the game and watch me be there. And, uh, you know, it's exciting when, it, when they, I get the call and, and get the opportunity to go. Obviously, the Dominican has so much presence in Major League Baseball. And for you to represent that country, I mean, that, that obviously, as you just said, means so much. But is it fun for you guys to play together? Because a lot of times you're playing against each other. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's 
it's gonna be really, really fun. Uh, because like you say, it's so many star players in the Dominican Republic. It, it's hard to get the opportunity too. It's, it's a bunch of players that really want want to go, but so many at the same position that they really they, they're not going because of that. But playing each other is gonna be it's gonna be fun uh, because uh, you pretty much playing uh, with the All Star team. I say then uh, it, it's gonna be amazing. I think. How hard is it to get on the same page? You know, uh, with with the catchers that'll be on the roster. Uh, does that take a little bit of time, or will that be a simple transition for you? I think it's going to be a simple transition, you know. Uh, I, the catcher, he just needs to know what you got and, and see he's going to call whatever you execute in, in the bullpen when you go to the game. And uh, I think it's not going to be that hard. Now, from the standpoint of getting yourself prepared for the WBC and for the season kind of at the same time, how does that change your schedule? How does it impact how you get yourself prepared? Is uh Going there, I had to, like I did this year, like playing a little bit of winter ball. Mm-hmm. I got like two stars. You had to prepare a little bit early, I said, uh, because you had to go like, make sure you is 100% when you go to the WBC. So if you're not 100%, that's the only chance you get probably get hurt. And uh, just uh, prepare a little bit early. And uh, for me, I think I'm going to be only for the first round and uh, trying to come back here in the camp and, and trying to the young the team that game, and so there's a lot of new faces here, and then catch is new too. So, yeah. you know, uh, just uh, overall, just prepare a little bit early, I think. And, and obviously, you're going to get the competitive juices flowing maybe a little bit quicker than you normally would in spring training. Not that you don't go out there and compete hard, but it's a little different mindset in a spring training game versus what you're going to be doing in the first round of the WBC. Can that be a benefit, though, for you, that you kind of get locked in a little bit earlier than normal? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Last uh, two years, they have a really bad uh, start of the season. I think uh, being able to beat a competition at this start of the year uh, is going to help me out for the season, I think. Let's turn our attention to the Brewers. A um, lot of competition in the rotation. And then you also have competition behind the plate at catcher. Um, that makes it an interesting spring for all of you guys, I would think. Yeah, it's, uh, I think uh, I think a spring, every spring, I think it's a competition. Like, I know I never come here to spring training and see I have my – my job uh, safe, I have um, my spot on the rotation. I always come here and then uh, having a, I feel in my mind like I always have a competition. And But that's a good good competition. It's a lot of talent. Uh, you battle for a spot. Uh, as a catcher, there's a new, new guy behind the play, but you know, Pinas, he was there last year for a little bit. I kind of know him very good now. And uh, the other guy, Bandy, and uh, I never catch my bullpen yet, but what I see, he's look pretty good. I see him catching the other guys, so it's it's gonna be interesting. I think uh, it's a lot of good good competition. And you had a chance to, to to work with Suzak a little bit at the end of last season too, so a little bit of familiarity there. Maybe a little bit more, obviously, with Manny. Um, yeah, the rotation competition uh, with all these guys. You finished last year on such an uptick. How much of that confidence carried over, and how is that going to help you in this competition? It's going to help me a lot. It's given me a lot of confidence going back to the offseason. Uh, finally, I get a normal offseason, like working out healthy, yeah. finish healthy. That was my goal last year, trying to be healthy the whole year. I was able to do that. And uh, the way that I finish is giving me a lot of uh, a lot of, um, I said, uh, 
confidence. Confidence, yeah, yeah, confidence. A lot of confidence. And, uh, you know, I pitch, like I say, like a few games in winter bowl. I, I feel like I'm, I'm more ready this spring than like I was last year. You had uh, great increased velocity when you came back up at the end of the year last year. Has that stayed with you? And obviously that probably is one of the things that you attribute a lot of the, the success you had at the end of the season too. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, like last year the – Beginning of the season, I was a little bit struggling with, with, with my mechanic. Uh, like the velocity was there, but like because I was struggling with my mechanic, that's when I have a little trouble. When down there, it simplified everything, um, get everything said what what I was struggling, get ready, and uh, and everything come together. So self and, and the velocity. Willie, always good to catch up with you. Best of luck in the WBC. We'll be watching from afar on that, and um, we'll see you back here in spring training soon, too. All right, man. Thank you. Now, in addition to the nine players I listed as participating in the WBC, Brewers' first base coach, Carlos Subero, will also be representing the crew as a coach with Venezuela. The Milwaukee Brewers have announced today that the former Milwaukee Braves pitcher, Lou Burdett, will be inducted into the Milwaukee Braves Wall of Honor, and former Brewers outfielder slash first baseman Corey Hart will be inducted into the Brewers Wall of Honor. The Brewers and the Braves Historical Association will induct Burdett into the Braves Wall of Fame on Friday, May 26th, while the Brewers face the Arizona Diamondbacks. Hart will be enshrined to the Brewers Wall of Honor on Friday, June 30th when the Brewers host the Miami Marlins, becoming the 60th member to join the exhibit since its inaugural class in 2014. It's been a fast start to the Cactus League season for Brewers' top prospect, Lewis Brenson. He's 4-for-5 for with a double and an RBI so far in three games. There's certainly been a lot of attention paid to the right-handed hitting center fielder that came over last August in the Jonathan Lucroy-Jeremy Jeffress trade with Texas. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and gone again for Ryan Braun. He just hit another three-run shot out of here. Time to catch up with the crew. Lewis Brenson joining us here on Brewers on Tap. And, Lewis, it's been, you know, a crazy last couple of months of the season for you last year. Then the offseason kind of getting acclimated as a member of this Brewers organization. What, what has it been like? Has it been a whirlwind? A little bit. Uh, when I first got traded, you know, it was kind of a shock, kind of a you know, whirlwind, so to say. Um, you know, never been trading, but never been traded before in my career. So that was kind of a kind of a shock to me and kind of a weird feeling. Um, but you know, the Brewers have helped helped me uh, kind of adjust to the new organization and welcome me with open arms. So you know, I love everybody here. Everybody's been treating me well, and you know, I can't wait to get started. What was your reaction when the trade went down? You were in Double A. And, and the Brewers say, we're going to send you to AAA. What was your reaction? Were you excited about that? Oh, yeah, it's another challenge. I love being challenged. Um, I told the Brewers, uh, you know, I'm going to accept whatever, you know, wherever they send me. Um, originally, the plan was to send me to AA, and then they switched it up and said they're going to challenge me and send me to AAA, and, you know, I was up for it. I'm always up for a challenge. So um, I was excited, you know, get to know some of the guys that I already knew uh, coming from the Fall League, uh, Michael Reed, um, Josh Hader, a couple of guys that were on my fall league team. So I was excited to get to get to Colorado Springs and finish off the season strong. You had dealt with some injuries. So the move to the Brewers, then you go to AAA and you have all that success. Did that feel like a fresh start and like you were able to really put the injuries and some of that behind you at that point? Oh, definitely, definitely. You know, you always want to stay healthy. Uh, it's a long season. You know, um, if you stay healthy the whole season, that's a that's a blessing. Um, doesn't happen too much in the game now, but – 
you know, getting to the Brewers and, you know, having a healthy month and having a good month like I did uh, really put my confidence uh, where it needed to be. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just carrying that over into spring training. Yeah, what's your mindset here in big league camp? Is it just strictly not get caught up in all the other stuff and focus on getting yourself ready for the season wherever that's at? Or are you locked into saying, hey, I want to try to, to push my way onto this 25-man roster? Uh, you always do, uh, even if, you know, there's no chance of you, uh, you know, making the team or, or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. But uh, you never know. You never know. So I'm going to go out there and, and try to make this club and, you know, show my new teammates and these coaches that I'm ready for the big leagues and I'm ready to compete up there and ready to help the Brewers win for a long time. So I'm just here, you know, getting better every day. Um, you know, get, like you said, getting ready for the season, not trying to do too much. Uh, just staying within myself and having fun, man, with these new teammates. Everybody in there is pretty fun, pretty relaxed. So I'm going to go into the season and go into spring training just trying to have fun and play my game. That Colorado Springs clubhouse was a unique one, obviously, <laughs> and Tim Dillard had a lot to do with that. Right. Uh, did that help kind of get you acclimated and learn some of those guys' names and, and just feel more comfortable right out of the gate? Oh, definitely. Uh, he, he kept it very, very loose. Um, you know, I love being, you know, having fun. So that, that rode right with me, uh, getting into Colorado Springs and seeing Tim doing all the videos and stuff. So that was fun. Like I said, he kept it loose, and the whole team was loose, really followed that kind of you know, relaxed atmosphere, and that would made it, you know, we had a good run at the end. Didn't make the playoffs, but, um, you know, that's what, you know, baseball's all about, man. you got to have fun, and got to have fun in the clubhouse. You're with the same guys all year for eight months, so uh, you got to try to like somebody, <laughs> so try to like everybody. So being having fun, being loose, you know, doing those videos, you know, playing pranks on each other, that's, you know, I think that's how you get through a season. You're by almost every publication the Brewers' top prospect. Um, I'm sure you don't get too caught up in that part of it, but there are a ton of outfield prospects in this organization. Does that stay in the back of your mind that there is just so much depth and there is a lot of competition regardless of, of where you are according to the publications? Well, I think that's awesome that there's a lot of competition. Uh, within the organization, you know, like you said, we have a lot of talented outfielders, not, not only outfielders, infielders, pitchers uh, that are prospects, top prospects ready to make their splash in the big leagues. Um, it's, it's competition. You know, I love competition and uh, it's friendly competition. We're all friends. Uh, it's not like we don't talk to each other, but, you know, um, we're all friends. We're all trying to compete, you know, make our dreams come true and get to the big leagues. But we're also trying to push each other because uh, we want to make the Brewers, you know, the top organization in the league and uh, we want to win a World Series together. But um, you know, the top prospect stuff, that's awesome, um, you know, and it's an honor that people consider me one of the best players in the minor leagues, but I want to be one of the best players uh, in the big leagues one day for a long time. So that's my ultimate goal, and, um, you know, I'd say thank you to everybody that, you know, t puts me on these lists, but, you know, it doesn't really mean anything to me until I get to the big leagues. Lewis, we appreciate it. No problem. Here's what's on tap. All right, 2017, most of us don't know what we're going to do next weekend, much less six months from now. That's why the Brewers created the all-new Flex 10-Pack. Not only does the Flex 10-Pack let you customize your ticket plan by selecting the 10 games you want to see, it also gives you the flexibility to pick those games at any time. So if you want to lock in all 10 games up front, that's great. Or if you want to wait and choose your games during the season, even up to the day of the game, you can do that too. Or you can do a combo of the two and pick some now, maybe some later. Plus, you'll enjoy all of the awesome benefits of being a Brewers 10-pack holder, including seating priority, a dedicated account executive, and, of course, opening day as your free 11th game. Plans start at just $16 per ticket. For details, call 414-902-HITS or visit brewers.com slash 10-packs. And if you've got little Brewers fans, you're going to want to sign them up for the Brewers Kids Crew, presented by U.S. Bank. Brewers fans 14 and under are eligible to join for just $25. Membership includes awesome Brewers gear, 
including a backpack, t-shirt, hat, lanyard, member ID badge, six free ticket vouchers, access to exclusive kids crew events, including the kids crew parade on the field, a party at Hellfair with the Brewers mascots, and a whole lot more. Sign up today at brewers.com slash kids crew. Back in against Mesa, who is working from the windup. The 0-1 pitch. Swings and there it is! A base hit in the right center! He's done it! 3,000 for Robin! Now let's brew up the past. As we brew up the past, we continue to look back on the 1982 season, something we'll be doing fairly regularly all season long. Larry Heisel, despite injuries, limited him to just nine games in 1982, was a part of the crew's pennant-winning season all the same. After signing with Milwaukee prior to the 78 season, a year in which Heisel hit 290 with 34 home runs and drove in 115, Larry battled injuries in every season beyond that first year in the Bruce City. In fact, from 79 to 82, he only played in 79 more games. However, he still recalls that 82 season like it was yesterday, and there's still a sense of pride for him to be associated with such an elite baseball club. Larry, um, 82, of course, everybody's talking about the 82 team with the 35th anniversary this year, and so many of your teammates are, are going to be back over the course of this season, and then, of course, um, in, in mid-July after the All-Star break with the big celebration. You're in such a unique position uh, with your role on that team. Um, coming into the year, big expectations for that team. And then you had the injury, which I know was a very frustrating thing for you to go through. And I know it's still tough for you to look back on that season and understand what could have been potentially. But um, how much did that and going through all of that impact the man that you are now? You know, I believe that in life, we're defined by adversity and every person whether you're an athlete or educator in law medicine your life will be determined by how well you handle adversity sports is probably the greatest teacher on the planet when it comes to dealing with challenges and as a man it was easily the most difficult challenge of my life. But getting through it, it made me realize that I, no different than anyone else, being prepared for a future where hopefully I can make a difference in the lives of a lot of people. And that challenge in 82 and prior to that with those three surgeries have enabled me to better understand what children are experiencing. I deal with children hobbled with some of the most challenging medical issues. And um, I, more than anyone, know exactly what they're experiencing and hopefully can make their plight a little more palatable, palatable uh, with some of the lessons I've learned. You and Raleigh both injured, obviously, that year. And when you look at what the 82 team was able to accomplish in spite of those two big-time injuries, how much more impressive does it make it? Especially, you know, the way the ALCS unfolded, the way the regular season came down to the final day. How much more impressive is that, that without two key pieces – going into that season, they were able to accomplish what they were. You know, it was 
truly a testament to the ability and the mindset of that team. I can't think of a group that I would rather go into battle with than that 82 team comprised of some of the most dedicated, committed athletes I've ever been around. And it's a testament to not only their abilities, but uh, their mindset where every day, every hour, every second, uh, they're expecting the absolute best that they have to offer. And with that attitude, nothing is unachievable. And even though I was watching on the sidelines, I truly believe that they had an excellent chance of winning that World Series. And I know Raleigh would say the same thing. Uh, it would have been joyful for us both to be out there, but uh, watching our team perform under those conditions was a memory that I will never, ever forget. Such a unique year because you're dealing with personal adversity. The team dealt with some adversity early and then took off and had the incredible second half and get themselves into the playoffs. Everybody's allowed probably, and I know you you aren't cut from this kind of cloth. This isn't the way that you operate, but everybody's probably allowed to take a little bit of time to feel bad for themselves when something like what happened to you happens and then maybe move forward. At what point did you have a conversation with yourself to say, okay, my role is now defined, but I still need to be there for this team? Uh, it was difficult. Um, I'm still dealing with it. Yeah. Uh, there is not a two-day period that passes that I don't think about you know, my baseball career and what might have happened. Never won on individual accomplishments, but when I came to Milwaukee, I redefined how I set goals for myself. And my first year here, I was very fortunate. Uh, ended up third in the MVP balloting. And more than anything, that next year, I remember working hard in, in the winter. My goal was to become the MVP. And again, not for myself, but I knew that it would propel the team in ways that would bring us the recognition that everyone truly deserved. And uh, my goal was just focused on being the absolute best. And I can remember like it happened yesterday when I hurt my shoulder in 79. Um, it was the beginning of the end. And after you know, three surgeries and a lot of rehab, I uh, had to end a career that I felt I left a lot unfinished business you were a part of the 78 team that won 96 games and it's so much more difficult back then to make the playoffs than it is today 96 would almost certainly get you in at least with a wild card um in 2017 and back then it was a totally different thing with, with just two divisions and, and and really just the alcs the nlcs and then the world series so it was a lot more challenging however that success started to lay the foundation for, for really the first run of success for the Milwaukee Brewers. How proud are, are you of being a part of kind of setting that successful foundation for the Brewers as a team that was still very, very young in its existence at that point? A joy beyond words. Um, you know, my first year in 78, you know, the realization was that we had to compete in a division comprised of three of the best teams in all of baseball. 
the Yankees, Boston, and Baltimore. Uh, they were the big three. No team in our division had any hopes of finishing above any one of those teams. And we began a season where no one believed we could do anything. But as the season progressed, I'll never forget a three-game series against the Yankees just prior to the All-Star break. We won all three. Uh, we defeated uh, Ron Guidry, who was 13-0. We performed well against their Hall of Fame reliever. And it, it was a joy. And from that, we started to believe that we could compete with anyone. And any team entering the city of Milwaukee, we made it certain that they knew they had a job on their hand, a challenge that uh, they had to take extremely serious. And it was, it was a pleasure. Every day was like Christmas. I knew that great things would happen if I prepared properly, uh, took the game seriously. And there are memories from that season and from the Brewers that will last with me forever. Larry, always appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. The Brewers are still very lucky to have Larry Heisel around the franchise still to this day. That's going to do it for Brewers on Tap. Going to be back at a regular weekly routine from now until the end of the season. Have a good one, everyone. We'll talk to you next week from the Cactus Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.